time on Tavern to Cabbage, we teleported to the ruins of Amoeba to battle. We met Ashina, Rui, Biggs, and Wedge when we got there. Went into the sewers to fight some Yaksha. Hell yeah! We found a baby someone turned into a monster. Soldiers turning into monsters too? Time to boil the lobster. We the purest fire and you know we coming with that flame. After this battle, Biggs and Wedge would never be the same. Episode 74, Plans in Motion. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. This is your Dungeon Master Haphazard DM. And last time on Taverns and Caverns, we left off with the party doing battle with a group of rat yaksha that they stumbled across in the sewers under the Amiwa ruins. And if we remember, the party was teaming up with Ashinoruri, Biggs, and Wedge, who are the NPCs that are helping them pincer these yaksha down below in the sewers. Unfortunately, they came across a Koldarian soldier who was mysteriously in the sewers, which threw off our players because the Koldarians being in this town is basically a surprise. They shouldn't be here, but there were actually two soldiers that showed their faces and they both at the end of the last session began to transform into these draconic looking hybrid creatures of monstrosities. And, during the battle with the rat Yaksha, the NPCs eventually showed up, but we're now at the point where one Koldarian is attacking the party, and the second Koldarian soldier is facing off against the NPCs, and we left off exactly at the point where Stella Bogenheim just casted Cloud of Daggers on the first Koldarian soldier that jumped up at them. So we're going to be starting the session right off in midst of battle. And Stella is going to take the first turn today. But before we start today's fun session, real quick message from our player, Robert. Robert, you have the wheel, buddy. All right. Don't forget to check out our Patreon for more episodes and new characters, more lore-based storytelling, and diverse locations in the world of Reverie. Check it out. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that, man. You definitely don't forget to check out the Patreon, guys. A lot of fun side stories that's happening in there. Also, you'll get some also fun maps and other goodies if you decide to do other tiers in the Patreon. All right. So, Stella, it is your turn. You had just used your action to cast Cloud of Daggers on the first Koldarian soldier. Go ahead and roll me the 4d4 slashing damage because it's just now entering the same space of the transformed soldier. So you just rolled your damage there. Actually, you already rolled the 13. Yeah, can I use the first one? Yeah, use the first one. I wrote it before we started recording. Yeah, so so that's going to be 13 points of damage. What you guys can see is basically I used to call my prior main character in a campaign that we did before many years ago. My character Broxar, he'd always summon a wall of blades. I call the Cloud of Daggers the smaller version of wall of blades you just see these magical daggers begin to spin around and appear around this soldier and they begin to cut into him for 13 points of piercing damage and you just see these daggers just spinning everywhere the soldier's just like oh 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 can't really do much (laughs) about it but it only does 13 damage to him but you still have your movement and your bonus action stella what are you doing after you have summoned that and remember the cloud of daggers don't step into it because it stays on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm going to 
move back just a smidge. And that is my turn. All right. Hold my position. All right, Stella, you retreat a little bit. Yome, you are next. Remember, there are still two rat Yaksha that are on the map currently surrounding Roy. Yome, you're behind one of the Yaksha, rat Yakshas, but then that soldier that jumped onto the platform near you is also behind you. And remember, they are large sizes, so they can reach 10 foot depending on the type of weapons they're using and whatnot. Am I getting hit by the daggers? No, no. Oh, okay. Daggers are only in the space of the soldier behind you. But you can definitely see the well, he's daggers. In, he's in my space. He's in your space. He's in my space. I don't want to be in his space. Um, <laughs> first, let me... Because I think it's a bonus action to move my weapon, right? Yes, you still have your spiritual weapon. You can move your spiritual weapon as a bonus action. That is correct. Okay, so let me do something else first. And if I move, I get attacked, right? Like if I move... If you move, yes, if you move away from either the soldier or the rat Yaksha, if you leave their threat range of how far they can attack you, that is a potential attack opportunity. Doesn't mean they're going to hit you, but they get a free attack. I know how you roll. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) what the hell? What's that mean? I I know you'll hit me. That's what it means. Um, (laughs) I'm going to do. Appreciate it. I'm just going to hit you, uh, hit it with my mace the rat reaction yeah okay because that one's like quite hurt right yes you did damage this one already you're you're surrounding it with roy so you get advantage if you do why does it have a red circle on it the red circle was representing one of the uh i forget i think it was representing disadvantage i think oh okay yeah because i punched it (laughs) yes yes with the thunder gauntlets All right, so roll again because you have advantage, so you might crit if you do. Just All right, so you'll take the 23, take your mace, and you slam it on the back of the rat yox for six bludgeoning damage. You hit it as black ooze begins to seep Ew. from the back of its head. It's not dead, but it turns its shoulder at you, or its shoulder. It turns its head, and it glares at you over its shoulder, and it goes, Oh, <laughs> I don't like it. Where's your dignity? <laughs> I mean, she just clomped it with a fucking mace in the back of the head. Yeah, but I'm trying to get it out of here. Leave. <laughs> I mean, Run away. Hit, if someone hit you in the back of the head with a mace, you probably turn around too. Like, I turn what? around dignified. Correct. <laughs> Stand up tall, straight. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's your your standard action. You still have my bonus action. Um, it's. My weapon can only move 20 feet, which blows. I guess I'm just going to move it closer. All right. I think this is 20 feet. All right. So your spiritual weapon moves closer to the platform that you're on. Yeah, I'm trying to get it behind this cloud of daggers, asshole, that's behind me. (laughs) But it doesn't reach, so I guess it's my turn. All right. Sounds good. Roy, you are next. What are you doing, buddy? You're surrounded by the rat Yakja, but Yomi's got your back. Roy will go ahead and attack the one, the uh, Yaksha that's surrounded with okay. his Thunder Gauntlets. All right, so go ahead and make an attack with a advantage, please. All right, it's a 17 and a 12. The 17 will definitely hit for 10 Thunder damage. 
Roy, how do you kill the rat Yaksha that is in between you and Yome? Yeah. How tall is this rat Yaksha? The rat Roughly. Yaksha, they're they're medium-sized creatures. Remember, they're corrupted, transformed rats. So they're probably standing at about, I'd say, four four feet to four or five. Okay. Five feet. Just gonna punch down at it, kind of <laughs> squishing it. Okay. With his fist. All right, so you punch down your thunder gauntlets, give you that extra bludgeoning damage to to crush it beneath it, and you see that black ooze dripping from your gauntlet. You completely obliterate it with your thunder gauntlets. For now, that is all he will do. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. All right, it's cool. All right, with that then, it is the enemy's turns. And at this point, the rat Yaksha that's next to you still, the second one, is going to jump at, at you, Roy, as your back was slightly turned as you attacked the other one. You just hear it go. And I'm going to make an attack. It gets two, remember? A bite mm -hmm. and its claw. And the first attack is going to be, that's a 14. Does that hit you, my friend? Uh, armor class is 14. All right, so that does oh, hit yeah. you. That does hit you. So you'll be taking, this is the bite. So my friend, you'll be taking four points of piercing damage. And as it bites you on the shoulder, it takes its claw and it tries to slash into your chest. And that is another 14. So that will hit you. Jeez. And you'll be taking uh, six points of slashing damage. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Biting you, clawing at you. It's just holding on to you, hissing. And with that, the Koldarian soldier that transformed, he took that 13 damage already, but he's starting his turn in that cloud of daggers. So, Bri, go ahead and make me another 4d4 damage of piercing because he's starting his turn in that cloud. Nice for an additional 12 points of piercing damage. Sorry can, about it. You can see <laughs> the, the soldier, his armor is still... For the most pack, or most pack, for the most part intact. The only major difference is he's grown into a large draconic looking individual. And he has this long tail that has a ball of spikes at the end of it. Think of like that dinosaur with that tail and like the Alcarosaurus or something like that. Whatever it's called with the ball and spikes at the end. So he has a tail that's similar to that. And he has very scaly skin. So the daggers are doing damage to him, but you can see he he just winces slightly, but he doesn't seem to be too, too phased by the daggers. He glares over at Stella and Hota, who are in front of him. He notices Yome is next to him, but he is upset at Stella for casting that on him. And you can see he just stares at the gnome. The think, gnome. You think daggers will stop me? I am a Kuldarian soldier with the blood of a dragon. And he is going to jump at you out of the cloud of daggers, so he's not going to take that damage any longer. And as he jumps at you, you can see his arms. He's not wielding any weapons. His arms begin to form into these serrated blades. So he basically has two bladed arms at this point. And he lands next to you in Hota, and he swings one of his blades at you, Stella. Oof. That's uh, going to be a 16. Does that hit you? Yes, but as a reaction, going to use cutting words. 
All right. So I'm going to use one of my bardic inspiration die. It basically says when a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a damage roll, you can use your reaction to expend one of your bardic inspiration die and subtracting the number rolled from the creature's roll. Oh, okay. So you want to, uh, uh, okay. So go ahead and roll a 1d6. Also, for a reminder, Roy, that's what that purple icon on you is. You had a bardic inspiration, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. From, from Stella, so that's what that purple icon for Rory is. So yeah, you can like add to your roll or. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Three. So, I subtract the three from your roll. All right. So, what did I say? 16? Yes. So, minus three, that's a 13. Is a 13 hit you? No, it does not. All right. So, it all of a sudden misses. You're able to avoid it based off of your skill there. But it has a second attack because it has two bladed arms and it swings its second arm at you and that oh a 19 so that is plus its strength is definitely above a 20 so mm. uh you only have one reaction per round mm -hmm. so you won't be able to dodge this one unfortunately so the second serrated blade comes towards you and you're going to be taking let's see plus its strength that is going to be 14 points of slashing damage that you oh. take mm. and okay so Take five off my your temporary bonus hit points, right? Uh -huh. and, and then, then it leaves remaining. it leaves me with how much? Yeah, nine more HP to your main HP pool. Okay. So after that, that ball with spikes on the end of its tail, he swings it at you, Hota. Oh, is it now? And you see this ball coming at you from its tail with spikes. I rolled a fourteen. Will that hit you? Ooh, misses. All right, so you're able to dodge that tail and he slowly looks over at Yuhota and he snarls as both of his bladed arms prepare for the next attack and that's all he can do but you can see Stella get hit by that second attack and in the background you can see remember the second soldier he transformed basically into the same thing he remember he was holding Wedge's warhammer in his hand Wedge is just hanging because he doesn't want to let go of his warhammer and you can see in the background, he takes his arm and he basically has the same weapons, two blades and then that ball on his back. But you can see he just slashes one at Wedge. And you can see at this point, he cuts into Wedge's side and Biggs comes around. I'm just going to have the NPCs go on the same turn as the enemies for this point, since they're technically not in the battle with you. They're just fighting an enemy on the side in the background. We can see Biggs comes around with his great sword and he slashes into the draconic soldier and he's able to slash into the side, pulling some blood. And then you can see the crazy woman, Ashira Rudi, also is, takes her glaive her, or her naginata and she is going to cut into that draconic soldier as well. But Wedge is bleeding out. Wedge is pretty hurt. And at that point, it is now Hota's turn. Top of the round, Hota, you had the highest roll. So when we first started the battle, so it is now yep. a brand new round. It is your turn. I stay Hello, away from... huh? Get that son of a bitch. Oh, I will. You stay away from Stella, you hear me? You're just like the rest of the Kadorian, big and ugly. He's going <laughs> to um, slash at him with the, the scimitar. Ooh, nice. 19 will hit. And he's going to do that juicy damage. 
Ooh, 12 slashing damage. Very nice. Ooh. And <laughs> he's going to come around with the dagger and stab at him with it as a bonus. All Ugh. right. Uh, nine, unfortunately, is not going to hit. Remember, though, the enemy is within five feet of your ally. So, oh, sneak attack. Sneak attack. attack. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, roll that sneak attack from that first one. There's the damage. All right, for additional four points of sneak attack damage. Nice. You take your scimitar and you cut into the arm, the bladed arm of the Koldar, and you, you see some of that. He doesn't have that black oozy blood like the Yaksha, but he his blood is a thicker red-like substance, much thicker than typical blood that you're used to seeing. He just looks over at you and just snarls. You dare? You dare? <laughs> Damn it. Yes. Anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> I knew that would get you. That was good. All right, so it's your turn again. What are you doing? She's pissed. Um, she did not like that at all. You son of a bitch. You don't ever, ever put your hands on this precious cardigan. <laughs> it's been through a lot, okay? <laughs> so she's going to go ahead and... Stopping me, dropping me. Dude, who are you trying to be? Every time I open up my mouth, I drop that blazing heat. If Mrs. Boogerheim is on the mic, you better run and flee. And if you don't, then I'll just have to cast that vicious mockery. And <laughs> Jesus, please. that's my shit. <laughs> Damn it! You got to right, be to a fifteen, vicious, actually. All right, vicious mockery. All right, so let me make me a wisdom saving throw. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. No, you're fine. So I have to be to fifteen. You said meter beat yes. fifteen. All right. Ooh, I rolled a seventeen. Mm. So okay, I'm gonna use. Oh no. Fuck. Okay, go ahead. You're 17. So that means the vicious mockery does not go off on him. Hmm. It takes no effect. So okay. you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or you take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll. So unfortunately, he just looks down at you as you're rapping and he just snarls. The fuck? You didn't like it? <laughs> I don't really have bonus actions. To be honest. Yeah, so if you don't really have anything bonus uh, action-wise, you, you can still move, but that's up to you. Yeah, I'm not moving. Okay. Smart, opportunity. smart, smart. Okay. We gotta keep them surrounded. Alright, Yome, it is your turn now. I feel like I should heal Roy. So that's what I'm gonna do, I think. Yeah. Okay. Everyone else looks okay. Yeah, Roy's taking most of the beating for the most part. <laughs> <Pretty> usual. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's tactically right now the only quote-unquote tank that you have, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess Yome is kind of tanky because she has the highest AC, but... I'm trying. Roy has the most HP, so... I'm going to heal you... Nine points of damage. Yeah. You give Roy the little touchy-touch. I gave him a little touch-touch. 
All right, for nine points. Roy, you feel yourself regain some of that stamina. Uh... Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you still have your bonus action. I'm going to move my sword here. Can he All attack right, so in the same? So your spiritual weapon comes around yeah. behind. I keep calling it my sword, but I'm pretty sure I decided it was a halberd last time. But we're yeah, just going to call it whatever did. we want. It's fine. <laughs> You can take whatever form you want to. So yeah, you can hit it. You can attack it. Still, yeah, you're, yeah. you can still okay. attack it. Yeah. So make an attack roll with an advantage because the soldier is now surrounded. I see my mace. Oh. oh wait, no. Oh. So you rolled a ten to hit. And then I rolled. Roll an again. Yeah. So with eleven with an advantage, still is going to miss. Your <laughs> spiritual weapon comes down to try and cut the soldier in the in the back, but he just raises his arm. And moves it behind his neck, and he blocks. He blocks it like back. it's nothing. Like, whoosh, whoosh. yep, he just blocks it like his <laughs> rolls eyes right off his back. His Loser. <laughs> <laughs> or do you move any? Well, remember, Yomi, you would have had to move next to Roy to heal him with a cure wounds. Oh, is it a touch? It's a touch. Yeah, well, I'm right I'm close to him. We have to be right up next it to It is him. a touch. Okay, let yeah. me get up. All right. Pretend I did that. I was All one right. space away. I'm up on his booty. I poked his butt. You poked his booty. Yes, I poked. How fight is this? <laughs> Just trying to find out. We'll find up? some common ground here. Yeah. All right. If that's, that's it, it for yeah. Yome, it is Roy's turn. You still have that Yaksha in front of you. Roy, what are you doing? Going with the old punch. All right, make me an attack roll. All right, that's an 11. Unfortunately, an 11 is going to miss, but you do have that Bardic Inspiration. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that you can use to add a D6 to that attack roll if you want to use it. I will do that. Yeah, we'll do that. So with a 3, that's a 14. That will definitely hit. So that will be 10 Thunder damage. You were able to punch the Rat Yaksha in the face. You draw out some of that black oozing blood from its mouth, and you can see the ichor that comes from its mouth as it's flying. It slowly begins to form, and it comes flying back into its mouth as that ooze just begins you to just form. just die already. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah, for now. For now. Okay. It is now their turn. The rat Yaksha, it's going to shift slightly. And come around to your side, Roy. So it's close to both you and Yomi now. And it attempts to bite up at you again. And that is going to be 12 AC or uh, 12 attack. I'm assuming that no. Misses. And it's going to attempt to slash at you. And as it does so, for 17. Yeah, that will hit. That will deal six points of slashing damage to you, my friend. And after it cuts into you with its claws, the soldier in front of Stella, he just roars out die gnome and he swings both blades at you again Stella <laughs> the first one is a 14 miss alright thank god the second one that is an 18 Oof. that will actually hit and you feel that second blade that is remember they're like serrated blades so it cuts in ooh that is going to be a total of, let's see here, 18 slashing oh. damage. Oh, no. Oh, my. All right. And as he cuts into you, he spins his tail around again at Hota. Die! And that is a 15. Does that hit you, Hota? Yeah, it just hits. 
All right. So the this good deal bludgeoning damage to you. Yep. And you'll be taking 12 points of bludgeoning damage. The tail comes around. It hits you in your right shoulder. Okay. Is that 12 points? Yes, 12 points. Stella. Hold on. We got to do something. Oh, I will. Give me a chance. There will be no chances. You die today. Oh, shut up, ugly. Stop eavesdropping. (laughs) (laughs) There is no such thing as eavesdropping when you say it in my face. All right. And the second soldier, you can see he's still holding up Wedge's hammer. You can see he takes his arm and he slams it around, pulling Wedge around behind him. He slams Wedge into the ground and he takes his other blade and you can see he cuts Biggs across the chest, drawing some blood. And then his other tail, well, not his other tail, but his, his tail comes around and it slams against Ashinururi and it sends her flying back. You can see the NPCs are having a hard time with this second Koldarian. But you can also notice, though, Biggs, even though he's getting slashed into the draconic or, or getting slashed by the Koldarian, he's able to deal some damage with his great sword. He comes acting like he's guts from Berserk. Wings <laughs> <laughs> the great sword down. And as he does so, he almost cuts one of the serrated bladed arms off of the soldier you see the soldier just roars out his voice is echoing throughout the sewers as they are doing battle with him that is the bottom of the round hota it is now your turn now i got a question uh does the spiritual weapon count as a creature spiritual weapon does not i'm pretty sure it doesn't but it it does provide would it count if i put it does it are they linked? Is Yome linked with the spiritual weapon? So if I cast my spite on Yome, would the benefits um, be put on the spiritual weapon? It doesn't Maybe. say that we're I don't, linked. I don't think they're linked. Yeah, so it doesn't mention it being a creature or anything like that. So whatever, I don't think you're going to be able to give it buffs or anything like that. Well, it's not really a buff per se. I'm just adding, trying to add spite to it that way uh the first time it, it attacks that creature it attacks gets disadvantage on his next attack roll i'm gonna say because it is a s- spiritual weapon i'm gonna say because it's not clarified to be its own like individual i'm gonna say you aren't able to do that okay all right I'll change that plan later on. We're going to just we're just going to attack it. All right, we're just going to go in balls deep with this scimitar. <laughs> okay. Ooh, nice. Nice. Twenty-two. That will hit for another ten points of slashing damage. And he brings in the sneak attack too. All right, do your sneak attack for me. Five points of sneak attack. All right, you're able to slash across the side of the neck of the cold darn. He just glares death at you. He is growing upset. He is pissed. But I will use a bonus action. I'm going to use my last help action to help Stella with Do you attack with anything, Stella? Yeah, I have a rapier. 
Do you plan on attacking it? <laughs> yeah, I'll attack it right now. All right, I'll be using spite. I'm going to pass spite there. But right. yeah, I'll fuck it up right now. So I'll, I'll just go. give... I'll give, be my I'll give a little green icon on Stella to represent spite until the start of your next turn. The first time the creature you help hits a target with an attack roll, that target has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes within the next minute. So basically, if you hit Stella, or if Stella hits the soldier... The soldier will have disadvantage on its next attack roll. Yeah, it makes within the next minute. Okay, yep. that's my last help. Say less. All right. Yeah. Do you do anything else, Hunter? Are you able to? Nope. That's it. All right, Stella. It is your turn. It's a new round. What are you doing? You attack with your rapier for twenty-four. You're able to deal nine points of piercing damage, which again, you're able to pierce into the armor of the draconic-looking individual and you impose disadvantage on its next attack. Nice. Now, remember that says the target has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes within yep. the next minute. That doesn't mean all three of its attack rolls. Just nope. The, just the next one. Just the next. So I'll go ahead and put a little red icon to give him a disadvantage on the first attack that he does. But nine points, very nice. He just, he is now really pissed. He has more of that thick, uh, oozing blood coming out of him and he just roars out his roar sounds more like a screeching deformed dragon at this point you look angry yeah he beating the purifiers <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else stella you stay in nope. there stay in there all right yome your turn stella i can't see your HP, did it go down? I thought you got hit. Oh, yeah, I'm at 18 HP. I can't, ch- I don't know how to change it on the map. Oh, that's okay. Am I allowed to move around? Well, like around him? Because I'm still in his range, right? Your spiritual weapon can't get attacked. Oh, so... just kidding. That's not me. That's my spiritual weapon. Yes. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can still move over there. Oh, no, it would, this guy would get opportunity to attack. Mm. I'm running out of spell slots. All right. I know I'm not the bard. I'm sorry. <laughs> you all may trying to rap. You're not the bard, but you are the bomb. Oh, that's dang. The, that's the next that's the next episode. Stella. I want to go on rapping. the path of a bard. Yeah, I'm switching. Someone um, get like you guys in shape. You got to do my background dance. Yeah. It ain't going to be no half-stepping. I need a, I need a back, I need Yome wearing a backwards baseball cap while she's rapping with a mic. Oh, no. oh, I was thinking more like old, like, you know, like the music that RuPaul just fucking loves, you know what I'm talking about? Or the ladies in the back, like, mm, mm. I was, I was thinking more along the lines of that random episode from Samurai Champloo with that samurai who's trying to rap. Y'all remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's funny in English, man. <laughs> that's going to be Yomi. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback there. Yep. Price gonna be up there like parappa rapper. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Punch. It's all in the mind. If you Damn wanna it. test me, I'll show why you. Is it, why is that like Omag? What are you? Omag. It's all in the mind. Yep. He on the remix. Before he died, and it's fine. Terrible. Oh goodness. First, all right. I would like to smash this this rat. Okay. Face with a mace. Look at me. I'm already starting. Okay. Attack for 13. I can't hit shit. The 13. Do I have? 
uh, advantage since we're surrounding it? No, it's technically not surrounded. You'd have to. Well, be... I can't stand in the water, Ryan. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. The how tall will, is the, the water? Thir- the thirteen will hit, though. You can't oh, okay. tell how deep the water is. You don't want to get in that. You don't want to get in that sewer. I don't. Down. It looks nasty. Yeah. For eight bludgeoning damage, you take your mace. You're able to hit it on the side of the head, just like you did with the last one. It's not dead, but it looks over. But at I you. slammed it hard, right? Like my yeah. spikes went into the side yes. of its head, and it's yes. black stuff. Ew. Yes. That's so nasty. The, the black oozing blood from its skull begins to seep onto your Ooh. weapon. And as you see that black oozing blood, because the creature's still alive, the Yaksha is, the blood begins to form around your weapon as if it was the smoke guy from the old uh, cartoon movie. Ferngully? Uh, Ferngully, yeah. Oh, dude, that shit's creepy, the sludge yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, don't mention that. <laughs> that movie was scary as a kid. Yeah. It was. You see I was like, movie? no, we can't be throwing trash on the floor. We gotta recycle that shit. I used to love Ferngully. <laughs> man's coming. Man. I'm bad. scare y'all's asses in the recycle. Yep. Right, that's why I'm always like, no, nah, man, you gotta recycle. I don't know what's recyclable or not, but I know I put it in that goddamn can. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's plastic. Fuck it. It can be recycled, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. I want to shake my mace. Like, I feel like it's kind of hard to shake it, but I want to shake it like a. Try to flick a, it? What's the. Uh, what's that musical instrument? Tambourine? No, not tambourine. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah I kind of like that, but what's maraca? the one that. Yeah, yeah. maraca. I'll shake it like that. I'm trying to get the blood off it. Nasty. You stick it. I stick it in the water a little bit and like swish it around like uh. <laughs> poop water better than black sludge from Fern Gully. Uh, there's not much difference. <laughs> um I know from experience. it smells it smells now. So but now if I hit him, it's gonna get an infection. So <laughs> I'm smart. All right. I'm gonna use healing word on Stella. All right, so it's the second level spell. Go ahead and roll me a did that D, roll it properly. D four. Yes, it did. It rolled like shit, but I hope it's that points. you appreciate. Hey, every HP counts. It matters. Thank you. Ask anyone. One yes. HP oh, yeah. can can save you. Yes. <laughs> right, Roy. <Roland. laughs> <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> All right. So six HP to Stella. I'll go ahead and heal Stella on the map. All right. Hey, you still have your well spiritual weapon no, won't be able to do anything. Healing, yeah, yeah, healing, healing is yeah. a bonus action. So all right. Roy, it's your turn. Now right. Roy can shift himself and give you both advantage if you moved over, if that's what you want to try and do. But I'm not sure. gonna, I'm not Roy Royce. I'm not sure Roy will do that. Right. Uh, you surround the last rat Yaksha. You have advantage on this attack. Go ahead and make me some rolls. Roy. Gonna look down at the Yaksha. It's gonna be, it's time to take charge of the situation. And he is going to cast Shocking Grasp. I'm excited to see how you take care of the situation. Take <laughs> control of the situation. I'm weak. Did you All take right. control of the situation last time on the boat? Or that was a boat comment. He said he's taking charge of the situation. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot already. <laughs> 15 uh, shocking grasp with a 15 and an 18. So the 15 will hit for seven points of lightning damage. Roy, how do you kill the rat Yaksha? Just as he says, he's going to grab it and his gauntlets. Just, you see a big spark. Just going to electrocute it. Don't barbecue him. 
Yep. You see, Omar's gonna be so proud. As as you, it's called shocking grab. So you literally grab the rat Yaksha from the front, and you lift it up as if you were Bane about to break Batman's back. And as you're holding <laughs> up the rat Yaksha, it's like. <laughs> I was thinking more of a a, a Raiden. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> the get out of the way. <laughs> Uh, I would say you could do that, but you would literally have to fly, and you would fly into Yoma. No, no, I thought it was. A, the I thought there was a. Uh, he just like movie. yoinks him up, and it's like. Yeah, I thought there was a movie where he just just grabs him and. There is. That. It probably yeah. is. Okay, so you just grab the yacht. Fatality. And as you force the lightning to fill its body, the Yaksha just explodes and that black ickering blood goes flying all over you and Yome. Damn, Roy barbecued his ass. <laughs> all right. This is disgusting. You couldn't have done this cleaner? What the? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm telling Elmug. <laughs> <laughs> so then... that, that's the last Yaksha, though. So what else do you do to Roy? You still have a movement. Well, you have the rest of your movement, I guess. Uh, Roy is just going to uh, point at the Kodarian. Hey, I don't know how you did what you did, but today is your last day. You will feel defeat by Pierce Fire. <laughs> and he's going to point to himself. Yes. <laughs> Brian's like into it. Yes. <laughs> he said it right. And he's going to activate his defensive field. Uh, remind me what that does again. No, it gives me temporary HP. Okay. How much does it give you? It's probably your features. Yeah. Uh, as a bonus action, you can gain temporary hit points equal to your level in this class, replacing any temporary hit points you already have. So four HP. And I can do these equal to my proficiency bonus one uh, per day. Okay. So you gain four temporary hit points because you're all level four. All right. Do you move any closer? You've moved two squares, so you have four more squares that you can move if you wanted. So, with that, that is Roy's turn. It is now the emphases, the enemies. The Koldarian that's in front of Hota and Stella, it just, as I was saying, it's roaring out. He is incredibly upset that you guys are even doing as much damage as you are to it. I'm not done yet. And he's going to swing his blade into a frenzy. He goes into the Berserker Barrage. And he just attempts to dive at you, Stella. He, he is so mad right now, actually. The first attack is a nine. So you're able to avoid the first attack. The second one, that is a 16. I think the 16 hits you, right? She moves and she says, you can't sit with us, you fucking nerd. As a reaction, Stella's going to cast Cutting Words. But cutting words is um, you basically uh, when a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you. I did this before. Yeah, I'm going to use my bardic inspiration die to take away from your okay. roll. So that's the 16. So I have one die left. For two. And that's a five. So it's an 11. So it will miss you. So you're able to dodge the second serrated arm. And he just growls in anger. He's 
becoming very frustrated with this. And his tail comes spinning around, and he jumps up with his tail, and it's going for Hota's head. I watch it. <gasps> no, no. I hate when you do that. No, no. That's a crit. Make me sick. Oh, oh shit. Sorry, I'm sorry. Fucked up. Do you have any reactions, Hota, or is this gonna hit you? Um, let's find out. <laughs> yeah, why you gotta be like that? He's always oh. Um, no. I find out you about to die. I. Did. No. Okay. So <laughs> no. Double, double okay. No. So Hota, you'll be taking that is going to be. Uh huh. Uh. Well, the tail is not as bad as the serrated blade. But I'll be the judge. But you're taking it. <laughs> so. <laughs> That is 17 points of blood. <laughs> Doesn't he have a disadvantage because I hit him with spite? That was the first attack, and he rolled low on that one. Oh, okay. You see Hota take that hit, and he just sinks into the ground. He's still up, but... <laughs> oh, boy. He's bleeding. As he jumps up with his tail spinning, he just slams the spiked tail across your face you're able to avoid it enough to where it's not a death blow with how powerful this attack is but he definitely draws blood from your face you're going to have a bruised face for a couple of days and as you almost drop down completely he lands on his feet and he spits down at you stay down that's where you deserve to be purifier disgusting (laughs) it's in our name all right And with that, um, the other draconic, you guys can see the other dragon or draconic creature still doing battle with the NPCs. You can see he is just grabbing onto Biggs and Wedge, and he takes his blades and he stabs two of them into Biggs's chest. And as he stabs Biggs with both of the blades in the chest, you see Biggs, he just grins down. Ah, not done yet. And he takes his great sword and he's able to just slam it down into the Kuldarian. And they both end up what looks like killing each other almost. And what happens is the two serrated blades in Biggs's chest, he pulls them apart. And you can see he almost just cuts Biggs almost completely in half. And as Biggs drops oh. to the ground, the oh, member of Biggs was the bugbear. Uh, you hear the dwarf, which was Wedge, he just goes, Biggs! Damn it, Biggs! <laughs> Ryan, no. Damn. How dare you? And Biggs, he ends up being torn half. He has a grin on his face as he's doing so. He hits the ground almost half, cut in half. And the draconic Koldarian drops to both knees, almost dead. And you just see Wedge. He takes his Warhammer. Damn you! And just slams the Warhammer to the side of the Koldarian's face. He knocks out all of his teeth and Ashina Ruri comes running with her glaive. She spins it around. She cuts his head off after he is hit by the Warhammer killing the second Koldarian soldier. This is all happening in the background. So y'all just see the craziness that's hey. happening. Jeez. All right. With that, Hota, it is now your turn. You see... As you're lying there, technically, or not lying there, but you're, you're hurt. <laughs> yeah. You definitely hear what's going on behind you with the current situation. You just see Biggs drops to the ground, Wedge is yelling. 
but uh, you still have the soldier in your face. What are you doing? New round. Hotel wipes off the blood and that spit. He spat on him. Ah, uh, you can't put spit on my money maker. Uh, the ladies need that. He's going. He's going to ready his blade. He's he's staggering, but he's going to per, uh, persevere. He's going to slash on with the scimitar to start. All right, nineteen will hit with that damage and the sneak attack damage. Four eight slashing damage plus six sneak attack. All right, and he's going to use his cunning action, and he's going to Dark Souls roll back. <laughs> nice <laughs> away from him. Dark nice. Souls roll back. Yep. All right. So with your bonus action, you're able to roll away basically without attacks of opportunities. And yep. as you attempt to roll away, he looks down at you. He, you're just too fast for his large body to react in time. And he just growls at you, but he just turns back to Stella. All right. He's not down, but you, you hurt him quite a bit. You can see that his breathing becomes heavier and more frantic. <laughs> Which one of us? <laughs> <laughs> Both of you, you and the soldier. So you know he's hurt. Someone, put him down. Put him down now. Stella turns. Oh, you're going to remember my face, my name, and my rhymes. Can't believe you weren't fucking with that rhyme. That was sweet. (laughs) And then she swings her sword. All right. Your rapier with an advantage because of my spiritual weapon. You have two 14s. Unfortunately, the 14s are not going to hit. What? Damn. Son of a... I don't like this dude. He's pretty tough. Of course I am. You're going to die today. I cannot fail my mission. Yome! Roy! I need you guys! All right. I'm coming. (laughs) Taking a sweet-ass time. I'm coming. (laughs) I'm coming. All right. uh, No movement, then? Nope. All right. Yome, it is your turn. Dang. You know what sucks? I'm out of uh, healing stuff. I'm all good. I mean, I've got 24. I'm okay, I guess. Well, Mr. Hota, I don't know. Oh, what do you have? Who? Me? Two? He said, who, me? Two? He asked why he Dark Souls dodged. Roll yeah, you just see Hota rolling around in circles. He's like <laughs> overweight, so it's just real clunky. Like, <laughs> well, I won't be healing, I guess. So, let me. I'm gonna sit right next to my little spiritual weapon. Okay, so you come up behind the cool Darian. Yeah, actually, do I need to do that? Yeah, I'm gonna whack him. It will whack, all right, with your mace. You have advantage. 21 will hit, so deal damage with your mace. For seven bludgeoning damage, you take your mace and you're able to hit the back of his shoulder and he just roars out. For seven bludgeoning damage, all right, so you still have your spiritual weapon if you want to attack with that. Yeah, I put my, does she have, does my spiritual weapon have? Advantage, yes. Well. 16 will hit. Oh, dope. All right, so I whack it on the top. Can I reach the top of his head or no? 
it's a spiritual weapon if it's a i'd say if it's a glaive it can no i mean me when Mm -hmm. i hit it you not not standing you'd have to jump okay so i hit it in the shoulder (laughs) (laughs) and remember i put that poop water on it so he's gonna have a bad time regardless that poop water oh my yeah and then my i I hit it like overhead on its shoulder and then my spiritual weapon comes up and hits it like underneath and up i don't think i killed it i just wanted to look cool oh you did not kill him wow he's hurt he's hurt well he didn't like what i did either no he didn't he did good that was very he's quite uncomfortable he's very uncomfortable you can see his armor is beginning to fall apart from all the hits you guys have done to him but he's he's still standing he's he's really I ain't trying though. to end up like bigs let's go <laughs> <laughs> bigs got spread yeah, yeah big got spread all That's right his name roy you're next uh do i have enough squares to earn enough movement to move here next to stella wait go where yeah, you got 30 right, right next to yeah you have 30 feet okay that's what i'll do and with the thunder gauntlets again okay remember the advantage you all surrounding this motherfucker mm-hmm. all right the nine will miss but the 16 will definitely hit it for 11 points of thunder damage you punch the cold directly in the chest and for 11 points of thunder damage you can see his armor on his chest explodes and his scaly like chest is now viewable it his chest isn't damaged but the rest of his body he's bleeding out of that hurt him but he's not down i can't fail no i'm so close looks like he's denied but yeah that's it okay it's his turn he is obviously an intellectual creature, so he he's definitely notices that his allies are all gone, and he is going to go out all out as much as he can with a bang. He has this attitude about him that he cannot fail, so he is not retreating. So he is expecting to die just by the way he is moving and talking. So he's going to take both his blades and he does one last final attack. I'm going to kill someone and take one of you with me, if not three. And he takes both blades and he spins them around. And the first one's going for Stella. That is a 19. Mm. Uh, Might as well use my last bardic inspiration die of the day. Okay. Let's see if I can get that off. 19 minus 4. Yes, that's a 15 that does not hit. All right, so you're able to dodge as it almost cuts your head off. What? Second blade comes spinning around at Yome. Yome, I just rolled a 16. Does that hit you? No. 16 does not hit. So you're able to take your mace and you block the serrated blade. And then his tail comes around at Roy. Roy? The tail, that is going to be a 17. Yeah, that will hit. And you'll be taking, that is nine points of bludgeoning damage from his tail. The allies are technically next. You can see Wedge and uh, Shinoruri, they're looking up at you guys now, and they're going to attempt to quickly make their way to help you all out. 
They don't know if you're going to be able to kill them in time. So I'm just going to move them closer. All right. Hota, you see this? He's going all out. He knows he's going to die. Hota. (laughs) Whew, man. I could attack with my crossbow. Or I can uncork this common healing potion and drink deep. (laughs) Start chugging. (laughs) I could do that. Yeah, I'm going to uncork and drink deep of this common (laughs) potion. 2d4 plus 2. Yes, 2d4 plus 2. You're right. You just hear gulp sound. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can see the, the the, po- the liquid from the bottle is coming down the side of his mouth. Yep. He's drinking. <laughs> it's dripping onto his chest. He is a messy bitch right now. <laughs> oh, he's doing it unashamed, too. Um, okay, that's done. I don't think I have any bonus actions that can help. So, yes, yeah, it. All right. Stella, <laughs> you're next. Well... It's been a long battle, and I don't know about you, but I sure could use some sleep. And she casts sleep. All right, so roll uh, 5d8 for me. See, okay, 24. All right, so as you cast sleep for 24, that's definitely high enough to affect the Koldarian. You can see he begins to... gets sleepy and he just lowers his head while standing he passes out go to town on his ass uh oh he's asleep so that just means the first the first attack on him is going to have basically advantage basically we call this the blackout (laughs) when we put you to sleep and jump you we put Cast sleep and put a bag on your head. God damn, that's that's, Trump the, you. that's the put back- some soap in a pillowcase or being his ass. That's, yep. the, ba- that's the, the back alley, the back alley jump right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reminds me of the episode Back Alley Brawl where Yanko yeah. just fucking <laughs> fucked up those those dudes in the in their house, and then them old people in the next door just watching, and then freaking Damien, great. Damien was like, "You got any more of that weed?" <laughs> I'm <laughs> stingy. All right, so the Koldarian is asleep. He just goes straight to sleep. He's weak enough that that spell was able to affect him right away. Who got a heavy hitting attack? Yomei's next. I'm staying. Do you just want me to whack him? Yep. Night. As hard as possible. Listen, we're pretty low level. All right. Have, you should have advantage because she's asleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's better. Rolled a nine at first, nine, like ooh. Nineteen does hit. Oh. For four oh. bludgeoning damage. How the fuck so, did I get a four? It's a plus four. Does that mean I rolled a zero? Oh no. Oh, two plus a, two. Yeah. So you had a one d six. You rolled a two, and your strength a two. Trash. So <laughs> for four bludgeoning damage, you as much as you can, you take your mace and you try to smack him across the face, but because he's so tall, you kind of like have to jump a little bit. And you're barely able to hit him. I just donk him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just donk, donk. Him for It HP. doesn't even wake him up because it's only 4 <laughs> HP. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> He's instantly awakened by it. All right, spiritual weapon, go. 
16 Dunk will hit. Him. 16 will hit. 12! 12 points of force damage. Yeah, so nerd. 4 plus 12, that's 16 total. How do you kill the Koldarian? Ooh. Oh, Sheesh. All right, I donk him awake because I want him to be awake when he dies. It was all according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then my spiritual weapon comes down and just slices his head off. All right. So... Why does she get to do it? He's not even real. I'm not even real? Oh, the, the spiritual, spiritual weapon. weapon. <laughs> I was like, am I not real? <laughs> As you cut the Koldarian's head off, it goes rolling onto the side of the ground as its body drops to its knees and falls to the side, oozing from its neck. The severed head rolling slowly comes to a stop, and you can see he's still looking up at you as it does so in the with a look of shock. He just woke up <laughs> with his head coming off. One way to wake you gotta, up. Yeah, you got to imagine what's going on in his brain right now. <laughs> but um, as you do so... He... This guy hasn't even seen me in the battle, except for like at the very <laughs> end, too. So you know he's confused. Imagine having a dream you're getting jumped and you wake up and you're getting, you getting jumped. jumped. Real. <laughs> Am I in prison? What's happening? Right. But as his head comes to a stop from rolling, it gurgles out as he's attempting to say something with his last sec few seconds of life. Nope. You're too late. And you just hear him say, you're too late in his last or, words. But what? Was dead. I too fast to kill you? She grabs the collar of his shirt. She jumps on his chest. His head got cut off. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's still jumping on his <laughs> chest, shaking his shirt. Too late for what? <laughs> tell me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so as you're on top of the decapitated body of the Koldarian soldier, Stella, the rest of you, you can just hear now just the running water from all around in the sewers. Ashinoruri and Wedge, they see that you're able to defeat the other soldier before they're able to get to you. And as that happens, you see Ashina, she just drops to her butt. She's just sitting there holding onto her gut. She got hit really hard by the tail of the second soldier. So part of her armor has been busted open. She just is going to chug a potion while she's sitting there. Meanwhile, Wedge, she just walks slowly over to Biggs's body, dragging his warhammer. He just looks down at him and he just begins to, looks like, pray for his fallen friend. Remember, they're both from Aloria, so they, they knew each other before coming to Shimada. So you see, you see he's just standing there in silence. But as, as that's happening, what are the four of you doing? It, B Biggs is down, right? Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. Going, oh, he's dead dead? Yeah. Oh, got, I thought he, got, he was... He got almost cut in the two. Well, I thought he was just having a bad time. I didn't... Oh, he really had a real bad time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just imagine he, he had both of the bladed what? arms in his chest, and then the soldier just did like an X attack. You know, I was away just gonna spare the, the dying, but I guess I can't Damn. spare him. He did. He no, his dying. guts are hanging out. He's just lying there. He's got this grin on his face though as he's lying there. He died. Dead. He died happy, like How doing what he loves. Yep, yep. He died fighting. I'm gonna walk over and pat Wedge on the back. I'm be like, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let me put an X on him. 
Oh yeah, just oh, dang. rub it in. Rub it in, dude. Damn. We <laughs> make sure you know he dead, dead. Hold on. Yep. I cross so, him off out of life. So why did you just sit in there? Ryan praying? thinks he's a god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dungeon master. I am a god. I am god. <laughs> so as you come over and tap his shoulder, you just you just hear him praying. He just shakes his head again. Damn it, Biggs. God. Damn it, Biggs. He looks over at Yome. He was a good man. Biggs and I went back quite a while. I will miss him. But he died fighting against the enemy. There's no better way to go out than that. Yeah, I didn't know him long, but... Yeah, he seemed like a good guy. I'm sorry, man. He was a wonderful, great guy. He would have been good friends with you all. But there's nothing else we can do now. We must move forward. Stella from the other platform. I'm sorry for your loss. This is awkward. Holt is <laughs> <laughs> looking at that body. He's like, he's thinking like, hmm, he tried to cheat death and put this cryptic message. My job description is for people to do that very thing. Try to do that very thing, <laughs> so I can extract that shit. So extract what? The information he was uh, saying under his breath right before he died. Biggs? No, uh, oh, uh, soldier. No, okay, okay. During. He literally did that in front of a guy whose job is to get stuff from guys who do that. So what do you say, bitch? <laughs> yup, basically. What do you say? What? Yeah, basically. You gonna tell me? Basically, had- he. What are you gonna do? Let's see. Oh, I think I would have to roll an insight. I don't know. It just says I can do that, but it doesn't tell me how I do that. What does it exactly say? Yeah, I'll put it up. That's my phantom. So many words. <laughs> yes. It's my job description. People who try to That's cheat phantom. Death. Oh, okay. All right. So, rogues take knowledge. Did you pick this because it says, how do you discover this grim power? <laughs> No, because he died. He came back. Is this your grim power? <laughs> Listen, my grim power has armor wall. Take this. So the, the rogue takes knowledge from the dead and becomes immersed in negative energy, eventually becoming like ghosts. Thieves Guild. It might just be flavor text. I, I think it might be. So It's spooky outside sounding. All right, so it doesn't necessarily really tell me exactly what it does. So go ahead and make me an insight roll. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll make some shit up. Make me an insight roll. We'll make some shit up. <laughs> Damn, right, 19, fire. 19 is really high. So what I'll go ahead and say is you weren't sure exactly what he was saying when his head came rolling off. But with an insight of 19, you are able to gain some knowledge of the dead. Obviously, he's dead. Um, he's specifically an enemy, so he's not going to, even in the death, won't uh, tell you what's going on. But you do know for a fact that he said, you're too late. The The plan has already commenced. All right. Uh, for some reason, he said, uh, we're too late for some kind of plan that's already been commenced. Oh, no. We got to get a move on. After we check that child burning in that box over there, still barbecuing. Oh, that's what that smell is. Should oh, yeah. We, should we put it in the water? Do no. you think that has something to do with the plan? I hope not. Probably. 
Ashina really stands back up after drinking her potion and she just points to her right across the bridge that leads to the other platform where Big's Wedge are. And remember, there was a door that the soldiers walked out of that you all noticed. And Ashina just points to her right. That room over there. Let's inspect it. Okay. On it. And Ruri is going to walk over towards Wedge as well, and she just places a hand on his shoulder and, you know, apologizes for the death of his friend Biggs. But as she's doing that, she's going to continue inspecting the area while you all are going to that room, if you all are going to that room, that is. Holter's going to pay his respects to Biggs because he shared a drink with him. That was his boy. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You did share a drink with Biggs. Oh. The, the, um, bu- the bugbear. Before Bordoy goes in there, he's going to go to the box of that's still burning. No, <laughs> not the not the one that's still burning. The one that had the armor. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything in there. Yeah. He's going to take a couple suits of armor and place it in the bag of holding. Okay. Evidence. Mm-hmm. All right. So. You go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say, you were able to grab, write this down so I don't have to remember it. You were able to grab one breastplate. Two, I'm taking that head too. Two chain shirts. And there's also two shields. Come on, inventory. Remember, they're all Koldarian made armor. They have the emblems of Koldarian soldiers on them. So keep that in mind. Oh, he's just using it for material. That's good steel. He's not going to let that go to waste. Oh, we're not going to send it for evidence? <laughs> he might send the shields in, but... All right, detective. Well, they're going to do a fingerprint it? <laughs> no. Right. They got to know, know that Kodarian soldiers have been stashing equipment and Yeah, I mean, once you, sh- once then, you show them, I mean... Yes. How, many, how many shields was, was that? Two. Okay. I'm taking this head, too. He picks up that soldier's head. I'm taking this with me. All right, so you, you grab the draconic-looking head. Yep. All right. It's still bleeding from the bottom of it. Yep. All right. So anything else before you all inspect the, the room or no? Uh, um, was man. there anything else in that other box? Did we look or no? There's weapons. There were weapons in that box, the second box, the three crates total. Uh, he's going to grab a couple weapons in there for evidence or whatever. I'll just just write down miscellaneous weapons. Okay. I'll just say there's three weapons in there. Okay. It's just for... I don't know if I specifically said what type of weapons in the last session, no, so we'll just say miscellaneous for now. Stella's looking at uh, over there and putting all this stuff in the bag and she goes, ooh, getting the goodies, huh? My, my armor be ready soon? Yeah, your armor will be ready soon. Just need to get some time to really work on it. He doesn't even change it. He just puts that same shit on you. Like, look how hard I worked. <laughs> it doesn't fit you at all. <laughs> it's huge. She's holding her. She's holding her wounds. I need it. Ugh. And I'm going to drink a potion. Okay. All right. So as you're all walking towards the room where the soldiers walked out of, I'll go ahead and reveal that map. So as you all walk in, if you're going to be looking around the room, make me some investigation or perception checks to see what you all can find 
Yelma with a 25 perception. Nice. Really high. All yeah. right. So Stella has a five in, in her perception. Roy with an 11. Okay. And Hota with a 15 investigation. So Stella, you are still hurt from combat. You're walking in the room. You see stuff in there, but with a five, you don't see what might not be as obvious as certain things. But for Yome and Hota, as you both walk in, you both see this almost immediately. It's somewhat difficult to see unless you're actually like in the room. The other two don't see it right away, but the two of you see a magical circle that's been drawn on the flooring, the stone floor in this room. There's a couple more crates that look similar to the crates outside of the room that you all found. And there is a table to your left as you walk in the room with what looks like a notebook on top of it. Stella, you don't notice anything other than the, t the table and the boxes. You don't even see this magical circle on the ground with a five. You only see the magical circle, the boxes, and the table. For Roy, you don't notice the notebook. But the other two notice the magical circle and the notebook. My you guys do. Um, can I look at the magical circle? Like, would she know anything? You can make me an arcana check to see if you know possibly what Oof. kind of... Eh. All right, I'll give you advantage because you've seen something similar to this before. My arcana real low. Okay, so an 11. As you're looking down at the magical circle, again, it's not glowing, so it's not active. But you can see, based off some of the writing around the runes, some of them look similar to runes you've seen before. And because it happened so recently, you put two and two together you notice that several of the runes in the magical circle resemble that of the teleportation cir circle that you guys just used. Mm. Is there anything like different about it or it seems like mostly the same? It seems mostly the same. Now, remember, you all know it's general knowledge that people can teleport in a shy with these ritual circles that people make. It's not common. They're hard to perform because it takes some high-level magical users to perform these said teleportations, but it's not uncommon. Is Hota the other one that's investigating? Yes, Hota. You also see the magical circle. You yep. see some more crates, and you also spotted the notebook on the table to the left. Oh, so I basically moment. come over and explain that it's the teleportation rune. Mm -hmm. Which should um, be more alarming because that means we're dealing with someone who's high in the magics. That's how they got all this stuff down here and this kid. Who the hell are we dealing with here? With this kind of magic power? We flip through the notebook. Mm, what's that? <laughs> um, all right, the, the I'm going to roll a history check and because um, I have a gnome cunning or uh, I have bonus proficiencies. When you join the College of Lore at third level, you gain proficiency with three skills, acrobatics, history, and stealth. All right, so you have a 15? Well, it's 20 because I have Oh, so I'm sorry, it's 20. So what are you doing with the history? Like, what are you trying to... I just want to see if I understand it, if I've seen it before. The magic circle or the book? The book. The, the notebook looks to be a pretty worn out notebook there's nothing special about it from quick glance it just looks like there's a couple of notes it's a very thin notebook so whatever notes that are inside it's straight to the point it's only a couple pages 
it's it's nothing of like major it's not like a thick notebook or anything there's nothing i don't want to say it's not major value because there could be value to it um, but what you've did, never I mean, seen this type of notebook before what do the what does the writing on the pages say okay what so you're it? actually looking through the notebook correct yeah. What's okay it? okay this is somebody's diary so it's not a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got the t it's not right. a diary but what you do see looks like to be a notebook that's filled again it's very brief they're not giving too many details of what's going on, but it looks like to be like a transactional notebook that is referencing several different trades. So what you do find inside of the notebook are notes that are pertaining to the equipment that's in the crates. You can see dates, time, what equipment is being transferred, and you can definitely put two and two together after Yome and Hota notice the teleportation circle that the notes of transfer are pertaining to the transfer of goods back and forth from it doesn't say where but to Amiwa ruins and in the notes you also find that there is a warning sign uh, a warning footnote that states the yaksha in the crate keep it away from the other goods just in case mm -mm. Oh, the baby? That's what you would assume. <laughs> yes, the baby. The yes. baby is barbecue now, so. Well, they don't know that. Yeah, we're kind of not near it. Are there any blank pages in the book? Are you going to mm. write something in this there book? Is, there is a couple <laughs> of blank pages. I'm going to stick that. I can definitely write some rhymes on that. Okay. <laughs> so, it, so basically, all that you gather with a 20 is it's a transaction of what was being transferred and what was in the boxes but you well, also, we should definitely take that yeah so it doesn't necessarily give you any again ideas of who sent it but there is one note on the final page you do come across when you uh flip the page to the final page you do see a final note that also has a note that says use the yaksha however you please i'm good it's a little ominous. It's like they wanted somebody to read it or something. It's weird. But it looks like it's just trade info products. Seems like it could be helpful. Let's hold on to it. How do we shut down this teleportation thingy? Mm -hmm. Don't stand in it. Absolutely not. <laughs> you can make me a intelligence check just in general to see. Or if you have proficiency in Arcana. So 17 for Stella, you would hear Hota ask that question. And I mean, 17 is fairly high. You know, in general, you, you, you do dive into some of the magics that a magical circle is a ritual circle. It has to be left untouched and perfect for it to work. So all you really have to do is, you know, scuff up the runes. Take your foot and... Yep. And basically just scuff it up and mess the runes up because... They're just writings on the flooring. So you can just do whatever to fuck up the circle and that will nullify it. Mm. Will this affect our transport back to where we came from? No. Oh, I say we forget about it. Do we want to destroy it? I mean, so they can't bring more goods in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Stella steps on it and just starts scooting like. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that and, works. And as you're doing that, I totally forgot to mention in the notebook, there was also a note that states that 
the experiment it also states the experimental weapon requires time to charge mm-hmm. so how does that mean everything's the baby we got to get rid it's of all it. the baby it always goes back to the baby. <laughs> the baby. Don't go back to the fucking baby. So as you're all looking in the room, uh, Ashino Rui sticks her head in. So what did you all find? Mm, a book. It basically tells where the weapons and all the supplies are going and when. Doesn't really say who they're delivering it to, though. She holds her hand out. Let me see it. Mm, okay. Yeah. She takes the book and begins to flip through it. Hmm. Transaction. What was that over there? She points at the the magical circle on the ground. Is that a teleportation circle? Absolutely. It was. I I messed it up. She continues to look through the, the book, and you can see her eyes widen for a hot moment, and she just begins to think, oh, no, this is not good. You said that he said it was too late. The plans already started. Is that what he said when he died? Yeah. Yeah, it is. She thinks for a moment and then she looks somewhat distraught and she looks at the rest of you and she goes back to what she mentioned when you first spoke with her in the room with the maps. And remember, she mentioned that there were several sightings of Yaksha in Amiwa ruins and she just looks at the rest of you the other sightings of Yaksha. Do you think there's more of these circles all around the ruins? Hmm. Big time. I wouldn't doubt it. Doesn't seem like they're too hard to make. With the with the Kodarians being here, this, this has to be a plot, a plan of some kind. And she turns around, and as she does so, uh, Wedge, he is yelling for you guys. Uh, guys, get out here now! What is it? And you, you rushing just, out to as you're. Rushing out, you hear the screech. And you can see these burnt hands reaching outside of the now box that is almost falling apart. Don't tell me put that shit in the water. It's a baby. The baby. (laughs) (laughs) And as you all come rushing out, you see this burnt, monstrous child that you saw before is screeching out loudly. The eyes that were inside of the the opened, bursted ribs are now open. And what you see is the the child's head is still looking dead, but the eyes are blinking in the ribs. And this creature just screeching comes out of the burning box and it stands and it glares at you as both of the eyes stare at you all. I need you all to make me some wisdom saving throws. What the hell is that? Well, I don't like kids. You need to make at least a 15. Oof. Oh, no. Roll magma. Wisdom. wisdom. Oof. Oh, all my right. God. And look, I have a it's like my wisdom is six, dog. <laughs> I rolled a one. Damn. Yeah, my wisdom is one. <laughs> so I got too stupid. I was I was looking at that it, notebook. It's it's creeping you guys out. This burning creature. I'm that, screaming. Yeah. It's uh Stella's 18, Hota 19, Roroya four, and Yomi with a seven. Hota and Stella, it does not affect you, but Yome and Roy, you both are terrified. 
you are frightened by this creature that you are witnessing. It is a deformed looking creature. Remember, it had tubes that were tied to it with liquids flowing through it. And remember, the notebook said, the experiment takes time to charge. You don't know what that means, but you definitely know it's pertaining to this child. And as you all feel this fear coming across you, the creature begins to slowly walk towards you as it's nope. burning and screaming. And the body, it is like shifting as if it was shifting in and out of reality, like nope. a ghost from like the ring. Oh, hell no. Oh, why yeah. did you see that? Yeah, it's <laughs> shifting like that as it's walking towards you. And as it does so, it walks off the edge of the platform it's on because it's still burning. It went to the poop water. I and it you. drops into the poop water and <laughs> the fire basically goes off but the body continues to float down the sewers it's lying there floating in the water it seems to be dead the screeching has stopped but it's just floating down the sewers now what do you do come out do we do we do we stop it what if it goes out somewhere uh, and starts hurting people i think we do need to stop it so um, that thing is not dead left uh, I have remember, a crossbow. <laughs> remember, Hote, or remember, Roy and Yomi are frightened by this thing, so yeah, they I'm can't. Sc- I can't. The two so of them scared. can't move towards it. Oh damn! Okay. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah, I'll fire a crossbow at it, but I don't think it's gonna do anything. Make me attack roll. You got it. All right, a nine. I'll give you advantage because it's not moving. It's not technically nice, like attempting to dodge or anything like that. All right, so a 25 will hit, so do your damage. All right. Uh, six piercing damage. As your bolt from your crossbow hits the back, it's face first or face front into the water, so the back is poking up above the water. You're able to hit with your bolt. As you hit the back of the creature with your bolt, you notice that black ooze from the Yaksha that you remember from the Owlbear, for example. Mm-hmm. It gushes out of the back after the bolt hits it, and you can see black ooze forming outside of its wound it begins to form into a head and it screeches out as if it was in pain and then the black ooze just falls down and that headed form just price like i ain't water. done with it all right fuck me. so uh <laughs> stella also shoots with a nine damage for 24 she's, she's unloading and him. she's unloading they're both unloading into this thing <laughs> And after the second bolt hit, hits the back, the ooze does not form into a screeching head like the first one does. It seems to have uh, dissipated, and it's not doing anything. It's not reacting. It's not making any sounds any longer. It's just floating there now in the water as if it was dead. I, I think you did it, Stella. I think it's dead. Wedge is like, he's breathing heavily. What? In the name of hells is that i say it's a monster what's wrong what's wrong with you guys he looks over Roy's too just too still too scared to speak wedge just looks at you what, what do you mean what is wrong with us did, did you not just witness that creature that yeah. is not one that that was not a monster of the ashian realm that that was the gods blinked and looked away and that creature was born well we witnessed it man stella and then we gave it the pulp fiction 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you're all having this conversation, Ashino really just walks it out from the room. And again, she still has this worried look on her face. We don't have time to, to talk about that creature. If there's other magical circles around the city, we must inform the soldiers about this now. Grab your things and let's go. Let's get to it. And she is going to begin to rush back to where you guys came from towards the exit or entrance into the sewers where you all walked into. Remember, you all went to the southern part of town. And again, as I mentioned, or as Ashina mentioned, there were several spottings of Yaksha. She is going to assume that the other spots, spottings or sightings, means that there's possibly other Kuldarians hidden doing the same dirty work that you all found. So she thinks it is of utmost importance to let the troops know of this situation of what's going on. So she is going to head out and Biggs is just going to, or I'm sorry, Wedge looks down at his fallen ally. Again, he's almost split into two. Wedge isn't going to try and carry his dead friend's body that's almost about to fall apart. And again, he just closes his, Biggs' his eyes and he just... uh Rest in peace, brother. Grabs his warhammer and he's gonna head out as well. Do the four of you also head out? Yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. That shit. All is right. there a way we can scoop that that creature up and bring it with us, or is it too far in the water? It's about 15 feet away from the ledge, so unless you have something that can reach it, I got uh, I got some rope, 100 feet. Yeah, you can go to make me make me a a roll. Let's see. I would say. I'm going to tie it to a lasso. Yeah, go ahead and make me, I'd say, what would you think? A, not an a slide of hand? A slide of hand, yeah. Let's try a slide of hand. Oh! oh that's a nat one with an eight total. You go to try and catch the body in the water, it no good. He shrugs, uh, ties his rope back up, and uh, proceeds to leave. Oh, well, right. I tried. You miss all the shots you don't take. All right, team. So you all begin to head back up from the sewers. As you all quickly head above the sewers to where you were, remember you have to head back through the the town to get to the the hideout that you guys were at where you were teleported to. As you all step out of the sewers, Ashino, Ruri, and Wedge, they are leading you all back to where you came from, where you first were teleported, so they can inform whatever Shimaran troops that were there. Remember... Again, Amiwa is a town that is in ruins. You have several troops that are stationed all around the city, kind of like little hideouts that they're using as a, a secondary wall of defense against the Kuldarians if they're able to push through the borders. But about 10 minutes goes by as you're walking through the city. Everyone make me perception checks. All right, an 18, 20 by Hota, Stella with an 18, Roy with a four, four and uh, Yome with a 15. So, Roy, you don't hear this, but everyone else does. Roy, as you're walking, you're like fumbling with any of the equipment or you're doing something. You're just distracted. But you're all walking back fairly quickly. Sheena Ruri is kind of in a rush. She's not running, but she's definitely walking at a quick pace. But all of you hear this, except Roy. Uh, Shriek, several shrieking in the distances from every angle around you just hear this shriek that is similar to that of the child you heard down below and after the shrieking you definitely hear yelling 
all around the ruins now. And it sounds like there's movement. And in front of you, as you're walking through this alleyway to get to the next street, Roy, you're in the back. You don't see this. All of you see Yaksha rats that you saw before in the sewers scurry from one side to the other. You're in an alleyway. So they're on the main street. So they're running from the right and they run past the alleyway that you're in to the left. And you see about 20 of them just rushing mm-hmm. past the alleyway. You see Wedge and Ashinoguri, they quickly stop and they just look over and they're both holding their hands out because all these yaks are just running across. They don't want to get caught, basically. And Wedge looks back at you. Stop, stop. Did you see those? Do you hear that? Hear what? Yeah, I hear it. I see it too. What are you guys talking about? An entourage of Yaksha rats. Where? There. They already ran past. This isn't good. And as you're talking, within seconds later, you all begin to hear shouting and yelling. And it just sounds like the entire town is under attack. And you can hear soldiers yelling out. And all of a sudden, you hear explosions going off in the distance. And it is basically, you guys are going to be able to tell right off bat that there is battle taking place in the town all around you. And at this point, Ashino Ruri and Wedge look over and they have these worried looks on their faces. And it seems as if whatever the plan was has already taken off. And as that happens, you all walk towards the edge of the alleyway. And if you want to take a peek, I'll let you guys. But the two NPCs, they're not trying to rush out just yet. They're, they're also peeking outside to see what's going on. Do you guys take a look? Yeah, I'll take a peek. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a peek too. Make me a stealth check. Hotel with a 25. Rolling fire. <laughs> going to knock on wood while I, don't, while I say six. that. Not so great. A six. All right, Hota or um, Roy is too noisy about it. Stella has an 11. Hota is fucking solid snake. She <laughs> is fucking peeking around the corner. Hota, what you see, those group of rat yaksha that ran past you, you can see they're charging at a group of Shimaran soldiers that were patrolling, and they are devouring those soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then to the right, you can see explosions further down the street. And you can see soldiers fighting now. What looks like to be, I'm going to reveal something on the map. You see what looks like another deformed child Yaksha to the right side of the street, walking down. And it's walking in a way, again, it's phasing in and out of reality as if it's fucking Sadako from (laughs) fucking the ring. Yeah. As it's phasing in and out, you see there are rat yaksha walking around it as well together. And you can see a group of soldiers staring down at it. And as the phasing in and out creature steps towards them, the eyes in its chest, it looks just like the child that you guys saw. The eyes in its chest open. And as they do so, it lets out this screech. And as it does screech, you can see the soldiers holding onto their ears as blood comes down from the side of their faces uh, out of their ears and their eyes. And you just see their heads begin to explode. And as that happens, 
it is pure chaos. It is, you see troops attacking these Yaksha and Yaksha attacking these troops, but you don't spot any Koldarians at all. Stella, you see the same thing. You're pretty quiet. But Roroi, as you come up to take a peek, you trip and your armor hits the stone ground, which catches the attention <laughs> of the phasing Yaksha. In oh, we're getting out here. <laughs> and it slowly turns and looks at your party. And we're going to end this episode of Taverns and Caverns there. My bad, guys. Roy could have uh, one episode oh. where he doesn't. Oh. Did I do that? Did I do that? This is a losing battle, man. We need to get the fuck out. Right, we need to heal. He said, we need to get the fuck out. We have a vehicle? Dude, we need Elroy. Right, we in the town. Right, we need to find us a little car. Thanks again for listening to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. If you enjoyed our shenanigans, we ask that you please leave us ratings and reviews on Apple iTunes or any other podcast platform that you use. Also, please be sure to check out the Taverns and Caverns Patreon for exclusive content that you won't want to miss. You can find me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yo, I'm Bri. I play Stella. And you can follow me on Twitter at Blaze underscore Nancy Bride King or NBK. I am Robert Jones and I played Hota Lu Bay. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Truebone, T R U B O N E. I'm Felicia and I play Yome. You can find me on Insta or Twitter at Dagger Tribal. I'm Rod or Rodimus playing Roroy Rice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rodimus7901 or at Instagram at Rodimus83. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Those are all of our players and our cast members for Taverns of Cavern Season 2. Until next time, take care. <laughs>